Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. your engines it's time to talk about all things racing nascar indycar sports cars and formula one this is the final inspection show presented by the legendary great lakes dragaway in union grove now here's your host steve Saki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zaki, along with the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlaski. How are you doing, Jeff, on this beautiful, beautiful October afternoon? Oh, fantastic. It's perfect weather. Great day to get out to Great Lakes. I'm sitting on my back porch right now. And I tell you, I feel like I'm in a Hitchcock movie. Instead of the birds, though, it's these damn ladybugs that are just everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. Those are actually Chinese beetles. Yeah, that's what I heard, and they, they try to get in the house and, and nest and spend the winter and all that kind of crap, which is just what I need. So, uh, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it's just something else, 2020. <laughs> um, this, I got a neat email from a buddy of mine, Larry, of course, who we play three questions with Larry, who will be on next week. But um, he gets these uh, from a – it's called Plan B Sales, and what they do is – is and you see this uh, if you notice you might get an email from somebody especially if all of us in racing what, what what they basically do is they'll they'll have a it's basically a, a proposal sale so what they do is um uh they'll, they'll say you know buy shirts but you got to pre-order them so they know so they order the shirts and then they'll do an order aj foyt's doing that now aj foyt racing is doing that with the old uh, what they used to call the tablecloth shirts the white and red checkers from the old Gilmore Foyt days back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, they're doing a limited amount where you can buy that shirt. It's really cool. It's, it, it has all the, the, the patches on there, embroidered Gilmore Foyt racing on the back. So if you're a fan of AJ Foyt and uh, especially the throwback stuff like that, it's a must-have thing. But also a friend of the show, Josh Balicki, is having a, a die-cast. So you can get a, a 2020 Insurance King uh, the Wounded Blue Sales Sheet uh, Chevy from uh, Josh Balicki. And a pretty neat deal here. Uh, you can also it, you can get it autographed, and there's a couple options. If you go to uh, Plan B Sales, they also have a, a Jimmy Johnson one, too. Um, I, I guess if you want a Jimmy Johnson diecast. Uh, personally, I'd rather have the Josh Balicki one, though. <laughs> so, Me, too. But Me uh, too. make sure <laughs> you go... 
go to Plan B Sales, look it up, and uh, uh, it's a pretty neat deal. And it's a cool-looking car, too, uh, especially if you uh, want to support the, the police and that. That's a neat deal uh, with there with the blue line on there uh, for Josh Balicki. So, uh, neat yeah, stuff. it's good to hear good um, news coming out of his camp, here. too, you know. And uh, same and with then, uh, uh, of course. Of oh, show. I wanted to bring this up with you, uh, Jeff. Uh, regarding Robin Miller. Uh, let's see here. You hear me? Yep. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I'm back. Well, uh, I want to just say uh, good things happened to another friend of the show, Natalie Decker, as well. She posted. She's back on social media uh, starting to get her health things figured out. Uh, it was high blood pressure and stuff like that. She thought she was going to pass out at the track, which is why she wasn't medically cleared to race the last couple weeks. Um, you know, they, they ruled out, I guess, all the important big, big things that it could have been, the, the god-awful things it could have been. And so uh, some good news coming out of her camp that hopefully she'll be back in the car in, uh, in a short time as well. I am back here. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay. All right. I've been having some, been trying some different things. You know, we're, as, as you know, we're broadcasting from home. Uh, some of us, some of us are in the studio, some of us are at home and trying out different stuff. Uh, it's just like, like uh, Jeff said, 2020. Did you know, Jeff, that the, uh, at Talladega, the, the Earnhardt and the boys were actually broadcasting from Charlotte? Yeah, I know. I know. And, uh, you know, baseball did the same thing where if uh, the Brewers were playing the Cubs at Wrigley, uh, you know, you had uh, Euchre and, and the boys sitting at Miller Park broadcasting the game from Wrigley. So it uh, I think that's going to be a lot more common of an occurrence, especially when you see how far down sports ratings in general, all sports are. I think that uh, and, you know, the price tag from the networks keeps going up and up and up. So uh, to broadcast these things. So I think that, uh, you know, in a cost saving measure, it, that's going to be more common than not. Uh, Rob, Robin Miller in uh, Racer Magazine had a really interesting article uh, regarding uh, ovals. The title is Ovals Under Ropes, But That's Not Penske's Fault. And, you know, he talks about the fans saying, you know, well, you know, IndyCar stuck it to, to Richmond and. And Iowa got the shaft from Penske, and, you know, Pocono can't get a race, this and that, and, you know, Milwaukee, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it kind of comes to, you know, where Robin comes from. It's a reality, and the problem is nobody is going to these races uh, on the ovals, are they? No, they're not. And um, I think that it's a good thing. I think what NASCAR and IndyCar have done with their schedule um, for the most part, it's a good thing they're finally, finally starting to penalize the tracks that cannot draw anymore. And you yeah. see it with Chicago. They drew very, very well the first handful of years that they were running in Joliet. And then the attendance completely waned and they were, you know, drawing dog crap numbers. And uh, they got penalized for it and basically are, uh, have lost NASCAR. And I think it's a it's a step in the right direction, especially when there's so many markets like Nashville, uh, Austin, Texas, 
that want to get in the business and host these races that are itching. And I think they're going to be well supported and well attended. Yeah. And you know, this in the unfortunate situation, this would actually would have been a perfect year for Milwaukee to host the race. Uh, if they're going to do it without fans. Uh, but just because of the situation with the fair park, with that hospital, they had set up there that it wasn't open, it wasn't available, but, uh, in a slightly different situation, uh, they actually could have had a race in Milwaukee. It would have been interesting to see if that could have been a way to kind of, uh, you know, leapfrog or, or propel uh, somebody being interested in doing that. But the the issue at the point is IndyCar does not want to come back to Milwaukee without some of they, they really want a local presence as a as a promoter. And that was one of the issues they had with Andretti Autosport. I could go on and on and get into the particulars with Andretti and things I saw and things that we discussed with them and that. But uh, the bottom line was they were in Indianapolis and they really didn't have a presence and they didn't really focus on the right uh, a fan base, if you ask me. But uh, we can that doesn't matter at this point. So uh, until we have some people interested in doing a, a promotion, uh, you know, so, I mean, there's a, right now there is a lot of uh, speculation to you. You basically have this, you know, you have 2020 and, and you know, it's, it's real people. I, I, I do get a, a kick out of, you know, uh, when, when, when somebody says, well, they should just do this. Well, yeah, we sh- yes, we should do that. But in order to do that, what you want them to do, it takes their money, not your money. So it's really, you know, the easiest thing to do, Jeff, is to spend other people's money, isn't it? Oh, of course. And we all do it. You know, oh, I can't believe how much money Aaron Rodgers is making. Or, oh, they paid this guy this much. He sucks and all that. So, yeah, it's very easy to spend other people's money. I'm great at it. I love doing it, and I wish I had the option uh, and opportunity to do it a lot more, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly frustrating, but, you know, I, I've always said, you know, this w- it would be a nice if, if somehow we could dovetail a uh, promotional group that could do Milwaukee, Chicagoland, and Iowa. Now, supposedly Penske looked at purchasing Iowa – but there's some type of uh, poison pill in there that does not make it advantageous. And we and we know Roger Penske did not become a billionaire by making bad financial decisions. So either NASCAR has to take care of that situation or sweeten a deal. Otherwise, Penske is not going to do it. But I would love to see Iowa back in the studio, but if or back on the on the on the. Uh, schedule but until that happens it's going to be frustrating uh the other uh factor is um is st louis you know st louis with that group there uh if they could somehow be kind of like andretti uh or the savory green which was originally affiliated with andretti and kind of spun off their own promotional group you know if they could come aboard and uh do something with them where they where they promote multiple races because you have the uh, uh uh that group uh that that the group that does uh st pete they also do toronto and mid ohio so you know if it's a situation where maybe gateway the, the group that does gateway uh which is now well, wide world technology raceway in st louis if they could somehow uh come aboard maybe do milwaukee chicago land in chicago and do kind of you know have the corner of the 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 uh midwest uh oval series and, and work in a deal where a promotional package where you could do kind of like what ARCA does or what the Xfinity series does and kind of have like a little season 
uh, thing within the mix, right, Jeff? Yeah, I think so. And uh, you know me, Steve, and my love for ovals. And yeah, I think it's sad that that the amount of ovals are getting cut out of uh, IndyCar racing. And I think it's sad uh, that they're cutting a bunch of ovals out of uh, NASCAR as well, even though a lot of the races that they have taken away for the last handful of years have not been entertaining, uh, i.e. Chicago. Um, and, uh, you know, Michigan losing a race, I don't think anybody's going to lose any sleep over that unless you like uh, watching, you know, cars go really fast around a boring-ass track. So uh, I, I do hope that uh, they, they can figure out a way to do a Midwest swing uh, like they do the West Coast swing in NASCAR. I think that would be phenomenal. Obviously, I would love to see Milwaukee get uh, – get a race i i think the chances of that went way down when road america got one so i just don't see uh there's no way in hell i see nascar putting two races on separate tracks within an hour and a half of each other even if one was you know you can't have one at the be- beginning or even close to the end of the season with the weather up here either so it uh there's a lot of challenges and um but obviously, we we hope and we wish that the mile was was up and running and 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 back to hosting main events again. We certainly do. I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Get you caught up in the world of NASCAR, or I should say, Formula One and IMSA. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zaki along with Polish Python. Jeff Orlowski and joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from RacingNation.com. It is Eddie Lapine. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey, guys. How you doing today? I, I got a great F1 trivia question. Just kidding, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so oh, here we are. Doing? Yeah, we got Formula One in... Uh, in uh, Nürburgring, and uh, of course, one of the traditional tracks on the Formula One schedule. And uh, it's interesting. We had this conversation yesterday because it's it's basically autumn in uh, Europe. They have issues where, well, like we do here up up in the Upper Midwest, especially in the mornings, and that fog and whatnot can certainly play havoc. And they, they certainly saw that yesterday in the first session, which was totally fogged out uh, because the the helicopter couldn't get in the medical helicopter and the tv helicopter couldn't get into the track could they no i think yeah they had a a real tough day yesterday and uh i think it's going to make for an interesting race too because the limited amount of uh you know track time uh they haven't been there in a few years and i think you know with botas getting the pole and finally uh 
out-dueling out uh, Lewis Hamilton for the number one position. I think it's going to be a very interesting race. Yeah, hey Eddie, I tell you what, let's let, let's uh, let's have you hang up and then call call right back in, and we'll get you back on. We'll fix that line for you. We have a bad connection for some reason. Let's go over to the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. And uh, Jeff, of course, uh, well, we, still a lot of stuff in, in, in NASCAR that's happening. And and uh, the latest with the, with Kyle Larson, uh, Jenna Fryer tweeted out, I think a day or two ago, said it could be a few weeks before they actually make that Kyle Larson uh, uh, announcement. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where Hendrick and probably Larson himself, you know, they'd like to bury the story. Uh, you know, no sport wants to sit there and when they reinstate somebody who's been suspended uh, and fired for racial comments, uh, they don't want a big news when they reinstate a person like that uh, just because they don't want to have to relive the episode mm-hmm. that happened and the bad look that it put on the sport in general. So I think they're going to try to bury that as much as, as they can. But like you said, it seems pretty much all but done that uh, he's going to Hendrick. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see when that happens. We have uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com back on the Midwest bank hotline and Eddie, uh, we had qualifying this morning and a, a couple of interesting stories coming into into qualifying. We'll touch on those in just a moment. But uh, unfortunately, I guess for us Formula One fans, that, that like a little bit of variety. Once again, a Mercedes lockout. Though it was uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, winning his 14th pole uh, in his career for the German Grand Prix. Well, I think it's it's great that you know he finally broke Lewis Hamilton, and you know I mean I think it'll be a very good race. With those two, I think there's going to be a battle. I think Mr. Botas really wants to assert himself and try to uh, win, you know, without getting help from uh, the, from Lewis. He wants to do it on his own. Uh, Eddie, before I ask my hard-hitting F1 question here, first condolences to you. Uh, on the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen. I know you're not a member of the Van Halen family, but he was a member of the larger Eddie family. So uh, condolences on on the passing of one of the true guitar gods. Uh, Tell me why this F1 race is not going to (laughs) suck. Well, (laughs) I I don't have a crystal ball to say what it's going to be tomorrow, but... Charles Leclerc really stepped up. I mean, he qualified fourth in the Ferrari, and Max is there. I think it, it's going to be interesting because there's some really serious curbing there. So you're not going to see the drivers. I think it's going to be a problem if they do use the curbs. So I think if they do use the curbs and there's issues, I think it could really mix it up more than any race has in, in the past. So I, I'm, I'm being, trying to be optimistic, uh, Mr. Jeff, but uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. No, I'm intrigued yeah. now. You, you gave me some stuff to look for. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, in fact, Mayor Mitch, I forgot to uh, forward uh, a list of Van Halen bumper music. So on the way out, please, uh, let's do some Van Halen bumper Absolutely. music. Absolutely. You don't have to ask twice. And, and the old stuff, yeah. too, okay? Okay. So the, some of the original stuff. But, uh, Eddie, 
Uh, pretty interesting situation this this morning in Germany where uh, racing uh, R- racing point driver uh, 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 Lance Stroll got sick and they brought in uh, Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, I mean, literally within hours of of the of qualifying and ha- having to go out and qualifying. Now he he did uh, sub for Sergio Perez early in the year. But, you know, you, if you look at the qualifying sheet, you see Nico Hulkenberg qualifying last. Uh, but if you think of it, though, he was a little bit, I think, about just a little less than a second off the side, off the, the pace of Sergio Perez. So uh, what do you think of Nico Hulkenberg's, uh, uh, what he did in qualifying well, under, you know, interesting well, circumstances? Well, I, I think Nico's. You know, I mean, he's really the only option that could have filled in the shoes. I mean, you know, everybody looks at it and says, well, he, you know, he qualified. He got four laps, okay? Four laps. And, you know, I mean, I think watch the race. I think he's got a car that's capable of moving forward, definitely. And and, and Nico really wants to do good. I mean, he, he's trying to get a ride for next year. And what better way to do it is starting dead last at this race. And I think, you know, being his home race, too, I think he's got added special uh, incentive. And and I think he's a great driver. I I still can't believe he hasn't, Haas hasn't picked him up uh, and having him sit on the bench and, and missing out this season. So I hope he does well. I tell you what, if if Haas had Hulkenberg and Perez uh, for their driver lineup, it would be a hell of a hell of a much improved uh, driver lineup, in 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 my opinion. So, yeah, I think I just I love the guy's name. Him. That's why I root for him. Well, I know I was waiting for the picks because you're going to pick him. You always pick him, Jeff. Yep, I That's sure do. Good. I tell you what, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll do a quick preview on Inza, this, uh, uh, who's, who's racing after the Xfinity race tonight on the Roval in Charlotte. That should be an interesting way for them to get a little more notoriety, I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. So we'll have Eddie talk about that coming up, and we'll have our predictions for this weekend's racing. And then uh, in the final segment, we'll talk to Guy Hobbs reporting live from Road America coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. I got my pencil. Uh, we're with Eddie Lapine on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, along with the Polish Pipe Bomb, Jeff Orlowski. And uh, we got the Rovo this weekend at Charlotte. Of course, we got the Xfinity Series starting up right after the show, of course, arranged by NASCAR, courtesy of Jeff Orlowski. And then with tonight, we have the IMSA race before the Cup race tomorrow. And uh, Eddie Lapine, RacingNation.com, what can we look forward uh, for the IMSA race on the Rovo this, uh, tonight? 
Well, I just want to quick say too, Eddie Van Halen, I saw him about six times and, uh, yeah, it's really sad that we have to wait to memorialize him now. Uh, you know, he's a great guy, great family man, and, uh, sad to see him go that way for that long. Uh, getting back to racing, I think we're going to have a really exciting race. Uh, I think that, I think it's great that IMS is going there. I think it's just opening the door and, and just hopefully lighting up some fans in Charlotte area to IMSA sports car racing. And I think it's great for the series. And I think it's going to be an exciting race, just as the Roval is going to be exciting for NASCAR this weekend as well. Yeah, it certainly is. Are, are we going to see a little more bumping and banging uh, than we're used to on, on this series? Is I, I guess I guess the question is, will the officials allow and and be a little more lenient? Because unlike NASCAR, you can get penalties for rough driving in IMSA. So are we looking for maybe a little bit of more leniency just because of the the tight corner tight quarters uh, they'll be running on tonight? Well, not if Bo Barfield's there. <laughs> I don't think they're going to cut any slack. Um, I think you know it's just going to depend. I mean. When you're getting down to crunch time with three races left in the points, yes, there'll probably be some bumping. I don't think they're going to tolerate it like they would for NASCAR. I think that they'll they'll probably penalize, definitely. Well, yeah, I, I think they should. I if it's quite obviously obvious, obvious, but I mean, when you're when you're in that infield section and that, and you got a couple, you know, GT cars, you know, four or five GT cars running together and they're jockeying for position, there's going to be some contact there. Oh, I, I think there's going to be more contact than any other track, definitely there. But I think, I mean, they're just going to watch it. And they'll, you know, they're going to have to stay consistent, but I think they're going to watch it. But I think they'll they'll definitely, if it's pretty blatant, I mean, you could tell, you know, after you watch the replay, uh, what's incidental or what's, you know, it's deliberate, and I think, you know, they'll they'll assess it and make a decision, and they'll stay consistent. I think, but not like not like the yellow line at the uh, at Talladega last week. I have to agree with uh, Junior that I think they need to make the yellow line uh, take it out of bounds on the last lap. I think it's it was I think it was terrible to penalize them for uh, running Denny Hamlin down there last week. I'd rather they just take it out the whole race. I think uh, if you change rules on the last lap, not only is it confusing, especially to a uh, just a regular fan and not a diehard like us, I think that, uh, you know, it just creates confusion. And just get rid of it altogether. Uh, take out your uh, pencil eraser, take it out of there, and uh, and let these guys have at it. Well, yeah, because it's not consistent. You know, I mean, he didn't zig and zag. He just went down all the way down. And, you know, that's part of racing is blocking, especially in NASCAR at Talladega. And that's why it took him an hour to finish four laps. Yeah, but the problem was is that he went down there and he improved his position multiple spots, and they decided to penalize somebody for blocking instead of somebody for improving their position down there 
when in the history of NASCAR, they have always penalized you for improving your position if you go below the yellow line. So, you know, totally inconsistent. Just get rid of the damn thing and uh, and be done with it. But, uh, you know, what do I know? I'm not making the big bucks. That's for damn sure. No, but you got a, you got a great point, Jeff. You know, I mean, you're the NASCAR expert. And definitely, hmm. I mean, I think hmm. that they should, you know. I mean, what the heck, you know. Change it up a little bit. I mean, they're changing everything else up. Why not that? Well, unlike what I said with Steve uh, earlier in the show, is you can't sit there, call that line a safety line, and that it's there for the safety of the competitors when they're driving 205 mile an hour around that track, and it's a demolition derby, can kick off at any single moment, and it happens multiple times a race. So you can't sit there that the line is there to protect the drivers uh, and keep them healthy. And then the, uh, every single other, you know, second of that race, health, you know, crash happens, a crash happens. You know, it, uh, I think, yeah, they're, I they're, think, they're begging for carnage. Well, I think you're right. And they, they forgot about Ryan Newman's crash. You know, I mean, how bad that was. And I think it's. Yeah, but that was at Daytona. That's totally different than Talladega. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I agree. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, on the positive side, NASCAR with, you know, with going to Road America next year and going to Bristol Dirt and, you know, I mean, they're getting out of the box. Coda. So, I think, you know, I mean, it's good to see them mixing it up. And finally, after 10 years of me saying, why don't they go to Road America? (laughs) They're going there. Yeah, no, it, it is good. They are thinking out of the box. I think uh, you've got drivers like Austin Sindrick, who, uh, you know, he's not going to be full-time in the Cup Series until after next season. But you know he's licking his chops with as good of a road course racer as he is. And I think like 18% of NASCAR's schedule now are, are road courses. So it, it, there's a been a huge shift. And um uh, you know, I can't wait for Bristol on the dirt. I'll, I'll be there live. Uh, if that is a uh, complete poop show, uh, I'll be there to watch it in person. If it's the greatest race ever, I'll be there all the same. So I can't wait. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, what IndyCar has done with their schedule is positive too. Road America. You know, there's a lot of a lot of happy and a lot of good going on in racing. We tend to focus on the bad, I think, a little too much. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm the first one to say I'm guilty of that, but, um, you know, there is a lot of good in racing going on. Unfortunately, on a competitive side, it's just not an F1. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you definitely, I mean, you have a point and I, I'm not going to defend it. It's very frustrating to see uh, the same people winning. Uh, Mercedes, I should say. So hopefully, hopefully that'll change tomorrow, and maybe Max can slip it in there, or maybe you know something else can happen there. Yeah, you could see that when Gasly won, how everybody was just so happy that somebody else other than a Mercedes won. It was, it was crazy the, the reaction. It was like, oh, if it was like this all the time. We'd love F one, and 
So there's certainly uh, an apathy when it comes to Mercedes winning everything, and we're certainly seeing that with Lewis Hamilton. And then we'll see what happens if uh, Botas can uh, pull this win off at the German Grand Prix uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're running a little bit late on time here. Uh, let's get to our predictions, and hopefully uh, Mayor Mitch or Jeff, I, I don't have a, a way to write right now. Somebody can write these down. So we had for, for, for Dennis... Uh, for the Xfinity Series at the Robo, he picked uh, Justin Allgaier, and then he went out on a limb and went for the Cup Series. He went with Clint Boyer. Uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com, who do you like for the Xfinity Series uh, this afternoon? Uh, Sindrick. Austin Sindrick. All right, what do, you, what do you like for the Cup Series? I'm going to take uh, Brandon Jones. Give me uh, the good old number 19 car. Okay. I'm going to go with Austin Cindric too, for the Xfinity Series. So we got... Yeah, he starts he starts a little bit uh, of a ways back, but he's had a rough couple weeks. But I do lost, I do like, uh, I, I do like Dennis's pick of Justin Allgaier. I think he's got a good That's chance a good uh, today. That's yeah, a good it is. Pick. All right, yeah. what about for the Cup Series, fellas? Jeff, you go yeah, first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, you know, Hamlin and Chase Elliott are the two favorites. Because of that, I can't pick them. Um, Dennis chose Clint Boyer. I'm going to go with uh, Bowman the Showman. Give me, uh, give me the 88, and uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, uh, Chase Elliott, I, I definitely – think that he's definitely in in the zone for road course racing uh, you're killing me smalls you're killing me i was gonna pick chase elliott too all right well let me go with i'll go with harvick then so if nobody picked harvick somebody has to pick harvick so i'll go with harvick okay. then. all right sounds but good. i do like chase elliott though well, of course that's a good pick he got penalized there last year and still won the damn race. And who are you gonna who are you gonna pick for Emsa? <laughs> I'll let you make my choice. I'll take the Brumos. I'll take the Brumos Porsche over. <laughs> yeah, you gotta over go the, with, I, over. I, I'm not even gonna say Taylor. You gotta go with Taylor and Corvette and Garcia. I'll, I'll take the Aiken 962. I'll help you guys along a little bit. They're on a roll. You got the pole. Sounds good, Eddie. I'll, I'll, I, I trust you. I'll take those guys. All right. F1. F1, it's Mercedes. It doesn't matter. I hope Walt, uh, Botas wins over uh, Hamilton. I'm taking Hulk Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg from last. I like I'm going, it. I'm going, I'm going with Verstappen. Verstappen. Okay. Okay. Well, those are the only – there's only three picks. All right, I'll take Hamilton. We'll give Jeff Hulkenberg parentheses uh, uh, Botas, and then you can have her stopping because those are the only three people that can win. There you go. <laughs> so, all right, oh, Eddie, Tate, thank you so much for being hey, on the thanks, show. What's guys, it's, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we'll be uh, doing a preview on Road Atlanta's next week. The 10-hour race is next week, so... Um, we're going to have a preview on RacingNation.com. Petit Le Mans is next week. Yeah, Petit Le Mans. Petit Le Mans. 
that's surprising that they're running this weekend, though. I thought they it took them it, so long to get ready for Petite. It's it's shocking. I mean, huh. I feel I feel for the the crews. For the crew guys, those cars over. Yeah, I mean, especially if they tear some stuff up tonight, I think it's going to be you know terrible for them all week. Eddie, so, but Eddie, we are real late. I gotta get the guy Hobbs okay. live from Oh yeah, America, tell, so. tell guy I said hi. I'll see you guys. Take care. All right. That was Eddie Lapine on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. When we come back, we'll talk with Guy Hobbs live from Road America. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zotti along with Jeff Verlosky as we try and get Guy Hobbs with the suspect cellular service as usual up in the Road America, Elkhart Lake area, which is not an unusual thing as we've gone through this in the past. But uh, Jeff Verlosky, uh got a question for you here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, go a little pop culture here with Van Halen. What was your... Uh, See, when Van Halen broke, and they literally broke for me uh, with that debut album, I was in just entering junior high, and it was like, wow, this is like unbelievable stuff. It was kind of like, you know, you hear kids, you know, stories about the kids when they hear their first Beatles song or this or that or, you know, that generation before us. But, I mean, I think for us, a lot of that was, uh, for many of us, was Van Halen when we first heard that distinctive uh, sound and Ed, and he is a uh, guitar. Uh, I guess we got Guy Hobbs. <laughs> we will save that for another day, Jeff. <laughs> but let's talk right. to Guy Hobbs when, when we... Uh, but Guy Hobbs actually told me uh, we were together the other night. He had the opportunity to see Van Halen in England back in the day. So I thought that was very cool. Guy Hobbs, of course, reporting live from Road America for the uh, SCCA uh, runoffs. How are we doing out there, Guy? And what I didn't tell you is I caught Eddie Van Halen's pleck. Really? Or whatever, whatever it's called. This guitar pick. Which he flicked into the into the crowd, and I thought, gosh, how special am I? And then, of course, he flicked about 6,000 other ones into the stand. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I got the first The question one. is, do you still have it? As a matter of fact, I do not. So there was a bit of a house clearing went on not long ago, and it went. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we... But yes, I did see Van Halen a couple of times. Anyway, I am now, more importantly, out in a beautiful... Sunny, red hot in my shorts, Road America, and, where the uh, it, sports, the sports two thousand races just wrapped up. Uh, unfortunately, we missed it, missed the race because we were faffing. Um, anyway, but is a, if you were thinking of coming to Road America, not sure what the ticketing situation is, and that we were told there would be no food stands open. There are, in fact, food stands open because we have found one immediately open. Uh, and it is beautiful weather, and there is an awful lot of cars here. There's what someone uh, somewhere upward over 400 cars up there, aren't there? With with how many classes? Uh, the, well, there's 700 entries. 
Wow. And every time I go around counting them, they, they peel out onto the track, so I have to start again. So I got to 475 <laughs> at one point, and then I was like, oh, no. And uh, Dennis, my uh, roving partner, is, he's like, okay, enough counting, he says. So, but there, I'm told there are 700 entries here. This is, this is, of course, the SCCA has been doing the runoffs for many, many, many years, and for, for especially in in, in the seventies and eighties, it was primarily in Road, Road Atlanta, but they had moved them, uh, I think, for a year in Topeka or two. They had moved them at other tracks, Middle Ohio, I believe, but uh, they they were at Road America a few years ago. And now they're back again, and uh, are the the competitors happy to be back at Road America again? What's the kind of feeling in the paddock? Well, I, yes, I think they are happy to be back at Road America, and they're, but they're quite surprised that they're at Road America in October, and then it's about 75 degrees, and we're all in shorts and T-shirts. Uh, so I'm, they're happily surprised with that. Uh, and, of course, you know, they were, like you say, Road Atlanta, Mid-Ohio, and Topeka for a while. And Topeka seemed like the place to go because it was less towing uh, for everybody. I'm not sure if Road America is less towing from anybody, except for the guy from Mequon, <laughs> as far as getting their cars up here. So, well, uh, we're coming quite, up. Uh, I was quite uh, surprised to see that John Heinrici is racing here this weekend. Really? Yes. And and not and John Heinrici, for years, was a GM employee, did all the testing on Corvettes and new GM cars. Uh, he is, in fact, racing a BMW here this weekend. Interesting. Well, unfortunately, Guy, we're coming up on, on the end of the show here, but we certainly appreciate you taking time out. And if you get a chance to go, come up to Road America to the runoffs tomorrow, make sure you get up there. The weather should continue to be nice tomorrow. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again, Guy. And I'd like to thank uh, Eddie Lapine and also Dennis Michelson for being on the show. And we'll talk to you next week on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.